Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland! Come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. No division crown since 89. See some guys who can't play for the Chiefs. Their best draft day happened in a movie. Go hear the fans still talk about last year. You think it was the best day of their life. In 20 years, they've only had seven wins. But Baker leads the league in commercials. QBs and coaches don't sign a long lease. Ben is to blame for job loss in Cleveland. His lifetime record is 24-3-1. and There needs to be a statue in Cleveland. He's the guy who owns all of Cleveland. Yeah! Joy! I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. It's what Jin's talking about. The official, or I guess it's unofficial, conversation about. The Steelers' social media conversation. Well, we're officially talking about it. We're official. The conversation <laughs> is unofficial? <laughs> I don't know. Close enough. We're, we're the show that dissects all the hot takes and hyperbole on Steelers' mm-hmm. social media. We're here to bring you... Uh, we're, we're here to, I don't, what, are, what are we here to bring you? We're here to try to bring uh, you a, 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 a different a level approach to fandom. I don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, we're trying to get you to be a little more reasonable in your fandom. I mean, the way I think about it is if, if this is the one Steeler podcast you listen to, 
maybe you're doing it wrong, but we're glad to have you. <laughs> That's right. You can hear us exclusively on Behind the Steel Curtain. I'm Kyle Christ here with Greg Benevit. Hello. And I, I gotta say, uh, I know it's I know it's a bye week, but I'm still feeling I'm feeling like we're on a on a winning streak it because feel that way. You know, Coach came out there and <laughs> gave us a win on a bye week. You know, much like Coach Joey Porter once gave us a win <laughs> from the sidelines. Uh, Coach Tomlin is giving us a win. Let's uh, let's get right Absolutely. to the tweets, starting with at Mike Golick Jr. Mike Tomlin, the reigning undefeated press conference champion of the world. You know, last last week or was it two weeks ago? We were mm. wondering about a top. Was it a top five Tomlin moment? Oh uh, yeah. And I don't even remember what what the what the question was now. No, because there's so many of them. It, 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 you can't ever pick just one. But now we have mm. it. We have a you know undisputed top five <laughs> Tomlin moment. Maybe all time. Maybe I, it might be uh, number two. Only two. The standard is the standard <laughs> as far as Mike Tomlin moments. Mm. Uh, I'm talking about his press conference oh, on Tuesday. If, if you didn't hear it yet, you're sleeping under. You're sleeping under a rock or, right. or, or not. Uh, here's here's what Tomlin had to say. We're, what? We're not going to hear it. Ah, <laughs> oh, the, the the Facebook is trying to censor. No, here, let's. Uh, this is what Coach Tomlin had to say. Guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. What? Um, I got one of the best jobs in in all of professional sport. What? Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? What? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. What? And not only today, but moving forward. What? Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Woo! Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? <laughs> you know? Anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? Woo! Wow. Tomlin's wow. fired up. Uh, uh, what, what was your instant reaction when you when you first heard it? Because I know you uh, texted me the, on the messenger oh, right away. I, I, asked, I texted you immediately. Well, first off, if this is the first time that you, gentle listener, have heard that, I envy you that you get to experience that for the first time yet again. Uh, to me, I don't think I felt I don't think I felt like that hearing a speech since I saw Independence Day in the theater and Bill Pullman gets up there at the end. I mean, this is. I, I, that was that was the single best press conference moment, and I think part of it was how it just keeps rising. Like he makes his point, and then he goes back and delivers the and delivers another point on top of that, and then he starts mentioning coaches they don't even play this season, or at least until Reed much later on. I mean, it was it, it was as dramatic a moment as you'll ever see in a press conference and and it was uh it was lovely i mean i was fired up for the rest of the day i'm fired up now listening to that i didn't need to drink any caffeine before this. oh so fired up and and, and it got it got twitter nation fired up mm-hmm. at rob rob golden robert golden the mm. best coach in the business put some respect on this man's name absolutely uh at Joe Hayden twenty three, Coach Tomlin tells me run through a wall, and then he had a he had a gif of uh, I think it was Juggernaut running oh, through okay. running uh, through the wall. I mean, you know, it's a powerful message when you don't even need the Juggernaut gif. You just know he's uh, uh, and then he came out on Wednesday and they asked him again and he was just like <laughs> I love my coach. I lo- here's uh this is uh, this is from uh, at at Brooke Pryor uh, mm-hmm. also addressing when Hayden came out to talk about it. You know he said uh, seeing it 
uh, if you don't know nothing different, you think this is just the way it is, talking about you know the Steeler way. Even mm-hmm. James Pierre today, he was like, I'm a Steeler. He just said it out of nowhere on the sideline. <laughs> and Joe was like, hell yeah, you are. Dude, everyone's feeling Steeler vibes today. I mean, that's wonderful. That's something that I think, as a fan, I feel like I would absolutely do if I found myself playing up for the team. Every now and then you'd be like, you know what? I am a Steeler. Yeah, hell yeah, you are. Absolutely. It, uh, again, not to keep quoting movie moments, it feels like the one from Big Trouble in Little China after they drink the six-demon bag. And they're like, you know, I feel pretty good today. I feel kind of invincible. It, um, yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, this, this is just lovely. And it shows, you know, for as dumb as press conferences can be, as as worthless as you know hyped up media events that never have anything it shows just how effective how you can really get something out of it if you are a master motivator as tomlin is if you are someone that's truly in command of speech as well as your men so you think tomlin came in there with the agenda he he knew he was going to lay this out there like that of course i I wouldn't be surprised if he'd practiced that speech a couple times. I mean, he didn't have to, but it, it was it was amazing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a draft or two of that sitting somewhere in some crumpled up notes. Sure. I also think, you know, the real emotion behind that came through. I mean, you could feel this is absolutely, he was prepared for it. He knew they were going to ask it eventually. And I, I think everyone kind of had this seemingly, from what I've seen, kind of a tacit understanding that this was going to come out at the end of the press conference. Because there was really, you know, you don't, weren't going to do that and be like, oh, okay. Okay, so what's up with Stefan to it? I mean, that was always kind of going to be the closer. So I, you think there was a, a King speech moment, you know, <laughs> behind closed doors where he was practicing this in front of the mirror? Like, uh, I think, I think, I imagine, and here, and again, I know nothing about nothing. I am literally just some dude on a podcast here with you. But my guess is that this is not the first time that Tomlin's been asked about this. I imagine it's come up in his personal life from those around him. And I imagine he finds it deeply, deeply irritating. I mean, here it is, probably the biggest game of the season they have so far, when they absolutely need, you know, everything, all their focus on. And he gets these asinine questions about this. You know, it's a, it, it, it holds us just as much import as if you'd asked him, would you like to go to the moon and i think he was just really really tired and you could feel it come out it was incredible you you know you know uh we know that cower stopped going to the grocery store because he (laughs) was tired of fans talking to him and uh so you can just imagine tomlin's in the same boat he doesn't want to pump his own gas he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be seen in public they're just going to ask him oh you know when you firing matt canada (laughs) you know uh, are you going to lsu yeah, let's uh, and, and let's break down some of these stats here. We, okay. This is uh, from the JUNF. Mm. Uh, losing seasons, Tomlin, zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Reid, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Payton, four. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, and Payton had uh, three in a row, I believe. I think he had three, seven, and nine seasons wow. in a row. That's bananas. And and don't forget about the uh, tackle gate or whatever. Right. Was, there, was there a name to that scandal? I, I, don't, I don't know don't... if there was a name to that scandal. Bounty the, gate. Remember the one where they pumped in the crowd noise, too? It Was a, but, was yeah. that them, too? I, th- I thought that was that. Maybe. Regardless. It, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then let's go to uh, playoffs. Playoffs. Mm. Uh, since two playoff appearances since 2007, Andy Reid ten, mm. Mike Tomlin nine, mm. Sean Payton eight. Wow, uh, you know, and, and we're not including Belichick just because mm. that wouldn't that would kind of slant the stats. <laughs> but are those the four? Are those the four elite NFL coaches? I mean, uh, uh, of this 
past decade and a half? Sure. I mean, there's other great coaches, other highly successful teams, all that. But, you know, even if you added a couple extra coaches to that, even if you include Belichick, that still leaves more than 20 plus teams that would love to have that kind of success. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's get to uh, how about from this is at Mr. No Followers 2. Pete Carroll is getting exposed without Russell Wilson right now. Uh, Belichick can't get to 500 without Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Tomlin went 8-6 and six with a Ken doll and a professional <laughs> duck caller. <laughs> is Duck a professional duck caller? I thought he won like some a major tournament of duck calling. Like He's not just an amateur. I think I do remember that from the time. Like The guy has some kind of aptitude for it. Okay, so that that so that is an accurate tweet then. Well, I mean, uh, um, well, the Kendall thing isn't accurate. I mean, I think Mason's a little bit better than you know a, a known plastic toy. But uh, but yeah, I think. I mean, I, I mean, look, I'm really not in the position to judge duck callers, but Duck Hodges is the one I'm most familiar with in popular culture. <laughs> yes, he's the number one uh, duck caller in the zeitgeist. He's a pro duck caller to me. But you know, you're going out on a limb there. You're uh, Mace is no uh, Ken doll. Well, okay, I, I don't know. I think it's. I think he played a little bit better than that. Gee, uh, you know, I think he dated one of the bachelorettes. So. <laughs> Uh, let's let's break let's break this final final stat down here mm-hmm. from NF at the NFL on CBS. Okay, Mike Tomlin is in his fifteenth season as head coach. Mm. He has more Super Bowl championships than seasons under five hundred. <laughs> I, I mean, enough said, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. It's it's so rare that we get the good takes. Yeah, and uh, I I just think that this was a moment in time that not only. Steeler fans and Steeler Nation needed, but I think all fans, this was the moment that, you know, it's time to put some respect on Tomlin's name. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's, you know, no more uh, all these other, you know, every excuse out in the books. Uh, This is the best job in professional football, if not Mm -hmm. professional sports. Absolutely. uh, On the best franchise or, Mm -hmm. you know, arguably Two or three, you could argue, top franchises. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the pinnacle of the, of the profession. There is no, you know, what's the next move. This, <laughs> this is the, this is the, you know, it's it's oh. time we put some respect on coach's <laughs> name. You know, no, no losing seasons. You know, T- two Super Bowl appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, the youngest coach in history with a Super Bowl win. <laughs> Uh, oh, but these were Cowers players. Uh, d- d- has any coach ever given that excuse? Uh, you know, oh, these were uh, sh- these weren't Sean Payton's players. Uh, oh, these weren't uh, Pete Carroll's players. Uh, no, no, these are. Cowers, or these are Tomlin's players. All right. Oh well, he lost control of the. Uh, he lost control of the locker room. No, did he? Did he? This is the coach that controlled the A B years. All right. This is the coach who, uh, when they were. When they were right. tweeting in the in, oh. the in the in the locker room, Kyle's making a tweeting motion. I'm making a tweeting motion in my head. You know, yes. put some respect on his put name. Uh, oh, you know, he's a players' coach. Yeah, yeah. Those, those players have came back for less money. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those players want to play for a coach like Coach Tomlin. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, like. 
other quarterbacks are flirting flirting with him from the sidelines, you know? You don't see uh you don't see uh Aaron Rodgers flirting it up with Harbaugh on the sidelines. Boy, that'd be weird. You don't see uh, you know, Joe Montana uh DM in his number to uh, you know I don't know well, I, mean, but I, I think it's something I was struck by what you just said is about how um you know ah Tomlin lost the locker room and again as a fan I have no real way of judging how a coach has lost the lock- locker room other than to look at if they had a losing season exactly that's how you yeah. judge it did, did you lose the locker room yeah because you had more losses than wins other than that I don't think you lost the locker room all right okay um what let's let's uh all right, let's let's take it to a uh, let's take it to another another level here. I, I okay. know this is not you know we, we want to keep it to sports, but I think we got to bring this in. Just we got, okay. while we're talking about Tomlin, we, we let's let's uh, let's give the floor to Stephen A. Smith here. Okay, this man has had, not had a losing season in 14 years, and you're talking about him. What leaving the NFL? What to go to the college ranks? What that's what he needs to consider. You're damn right is insulting. What you damn right there's some racial connotations to it. What because as he basically said, you ain't asking none of the white dudes with my resume that question. Okay, what's uh, what's what's the what's the racial component to, to this? Well, I I, uh, I mean, it's, you don't want to go there? No, 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 no. I'm fine with that. I, I just it, I'm always taken aback when Stephen A. Smith says something I kind of agree with. It um, no, I I, I think. I, I can see the oh man I think there's some, I, I I do kind of think there is something to that I mean it's you know and I know there was a lot of pushback against that on Twitter that even I saw some of but uh, I I I, I Again, I, I come. I always come back to the thing is, you know, it, it it's yeah. You can't. See, it, they always ask. I, I don't. I think it's part of that. You know, it comes back to that players coach thing. They just assume the players coach. They see that and they think, ah, oh, lack of discipline. Ah, oh, lack of letting. You know, of making it hard on folks and this image we have of you know old timey football and everyone's you know uh, uh, you know where yeah. I I think there is probably some of that to it. Unfortunately, at um. I mean it. It's funny every time we hear that. It, there's it shows just how preposterous it is. Preposterous this is and ingrained in our society. Of course, no one asks Andy Reid if he's going back to college. Just imagine that. How silly that would be. Or someone would be like, Andy Reid, are you going to go coach at USC? No, they're going to ask the young guy, the guy that the, the young, still young guy, the guy that can connect to the youth, that can connect to other people. That we have all these videos of him, as we mentioned last week. You know, dealing with you know just getting on so well with Justin Fields. You could see the real joy. Uh, uh, when he was interacting with these younger guys, at um, you know, well, we saw a lot of pushback on the, uh, from on the Stephen A. Smith comments from everyone from Colin Dunlap to, to uh, your favorite Paul. Oh, uh, Paul's ice, yeah. You know, they were definitely like, not insane. I you, mean, this time he might have had a point, but yeah, it's ice. Is well, they lot. wanted to say that you know you can't bring up race in in these situations <laughs> like this, and it's like, well, you know, can't we? Because. Uh, the fire Tomlin crowd is loud, oh, yeah. is loud on social media, you yes. know, and, and people will say, you know, it, not everything is a racial component, but when you have someone who's producing zero losing seasons, mm-hmm. who's getting you uh, on the doorstep of the playoffs with undrafted rookie quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, who's, you know, able to get players to come back and re-sign with you because of your coaching style. Uh, so when you have this fire Tomlin crowd that's loud, out there, oh yeah, uh, you got. You have to wonder: is you know, is it a racial thing? And, and and no one wants to really get in deep into that. But you know, hey, I'll go back to uh, 
you know the Cordell years, mm. and you know, oh, oh it was it was it racial when everyone's uncle had a story about oh, Cordell. That was terrible. That you know? was the worst. Um, and let's take it outside of sports. You know, in 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 Steeler Nation in, in the Pittsburgh area, you know, we had four out of five. Uh, voters vote Hillary over Obama in 2008. All, you know, all these Hillary lovers in Steeler Nation all of a sudden, and then in 2016 turned around and, they, you know, that Hillary love evaporated. So, uh, th- you know, there is a racial element to this. Certainly. If, if you want to put your head into the sand and ignore that, uh, you know, that's at your own pearl. But my point is that just be aware of it because oh, yeah. you see it in in the you see it on on social media especially and you can't say oh look into their heart and say whether or not it's it's uh it's racism and it may not be hate a hateful you know just because you don't have hate in your heart doesn't mean that you could be acting uh discriminatory mm-hmm. against someone you may not even be aware of and i think maybe for a lot of steeler fans maybe they're not maybe they're not aware of just how prominent uh race race comes in comes into this. I, I think that's very well said. I think a major point that I was struck by when you were talking about there is that, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, uh, Kyle and I, and particularly Kyle, far, far more so than me, is on Steelers Twitter. And just by compiling what it is we go through here, Kyle has to wade through some really, really awful things, uh, uh, some terrible fever swamps. I mean, it's it's of just, you know, just horrid uh, uh, racial, racial. I see you out there. I yeah. see you all see I some see. awful things and it's and, and what yeah and it's so it, it, it's absolutely an undercurrent it's so so much that uh all right you know like let's uh, let's yeah. let's let's get things let's you know let's <laughs> Let's bring it up. Uh, you, you know, we had a lot. It's Cleveland week. We got a yes. lot of stuff to talk about still. <laughs> Cleveland week. We've got, uh, you know, we got to talk about our next QB. Uh, lots, lots going on. Let's take this break so you can hear a great ad for another lovely podcast. All right, we're back. We're back. It's Cleveland week. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels like I haven't been this excited for a Cleveland game in a while. I think the okay. you know is the uh, is the rivalry is it Cleveland now the rivalry? Yes, is- the rivalry is back. It was as soon as uh, uh, they recovered that touchdown the, the, from the very first snap or whatever in the playoff game. The rivalry returned. That's that, where it was right there. Uh, I I believe so. I mean, it's it's other than that, it was what when. You know, Tim Couch won that one game in 2003 on Sunday night. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's this was this is its real return. The one time they won that Thursday night game. Uh, no, this hel- this the was the real Miles re- Garrett in the helmet in the helmet uh, toss. Yeah, Miles, Gar- Miles Garrett and her- helmet. Yes, I mean that could have been. There was certainly a lot of hate with Cleveland, but again, it's it's still hard to get fired up about too fired up about anything with Mason out there. I mean, I don't think he's a Ken doll, <laughs> but I also don't think you're reacting the same way. So I I believe it, I, I, it's. Look, however it came back, it's certainly back now. Well, the Cleveland fans were in full force this week. Let's uh, let's get to the tweets. Let's start with at Lou Bodie. 
Uh, mm-hmm. He posted the picture, of the championship banners. Cleveland, eight championships. Okay. Pittsburgh, six championships. Oh. Are you okay. familiar with those eight Cleveland I, I, championships? I, 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 I don't. I was hoping you were going to explain it in our notes, and you have not. So I have no idea where this comes from. <laughs> well, you know, these uh, these come from the 40s, you know, oh. and uh, this is before, obviously before the merger. Okay. And This before- is where they're wearing the hats as the helmets, right? With like the things that droop down over your ears? Is that? <laughs> yeah, I think, okay. they think it's just a, a piece of pig skin. It's literally a, oh, piece, okay. of, a okay. piece of pig flap. At, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, you mm-hmm. know, at Joe B. Morrison, okay. half of the, this, this explains some of those championships a little oh, more. Good. Okay. Half of those championships are illegitimate. Mm. They were won in the AAFC. This was a league where the Pro Football Hall of Fame doesn't acknowledge the individual stats. You know, oh. they, although they do, the NFL does still recognize those team records. So, oh. you know, what do you, do you consider those a uh, a championship, uh, you know, an AAFC championship from the 40s? I, I, personally, I can't consider statistics uh, valid if I can't figure out what the league's acronym stands for. <laughs> Is it the American American Football Conference? The All-American Football Conference? The Actually American Football Conference? Uh, well, I, you uh, know, that's, uh, I guess... I don't know. It's... it's as soon, every time you, as you were reading this, I kept thinking about like the end of a league of their own, like when the women go to the Hall of Fame. Like it, I, I, I got nothing here. But, uh, I never even heard of these eight championships before. You could have been making this up, and I would have gone with it. Well, okay. the ban- the banner flies, I believe, in uh, in Cleveland, or at least it flies on social media. Oh, I've seen okay. The banner. It, 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 yeah, because how many people are using social media that know anything about these eight championships? I mean, if you're on that, you're like the oldest dude on Facebook. I mean, wow. Well, you know, uh, Cleveland fans seem to know a lot about this. How about okay. at Mojo Ryzen 170130? Okay. Uh, now, he brings up the point. You mean Baltimore's championships? Oh, right. You know, the, the, the franchise with this history moved to Maryland. Oh, so you know, do you are these even Cleveland championships to begin with, or they should uh, they be Baltimore? How does that work when a team? I, it was it was so weird. I remember being a, a kid at the time, and like you know, ta- I remember being at Three Rivers and like talking to Browns fans at the game and being like, "Hey, this is terrible," and like that your team is leaving and how bizarre this is. So like, I'm willing to let the. It's so messy. What is it? The Browns don't get the Browns championship. Don't get the Browns passed. The Ravens do get the Browns passed, but the Ravens don't get the Colts passed. If I remember correctly, it um, you know something is is ridiculous and complicated in sports when somebody has to tweet accurately. I don't care what the courts said. <laughs> what are, what is the court? The, the courts of uh, football stats? Oh, I, I think, Bill, but I do think like somebody had to legally lay this out. I think what I said is correct. The the Browns don't get the Browns passed, yeah. but the Ravens do get the Browns passed, but the Ravens don't get the Colts passed because that's with Indianapolis and the Colts. So, yeah. It, um, Does that I, make Jim Brown technically a Baltimore hero? Ah, I mean... Sure, man. I mean, it, 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 it shows just how messy and ridiculous this is. Anyway, I think all I got out of everything we just said is that Cleveland doesn't have eight championships. That's what I learned and what we just figured out. Well, the bottom line, they have zero Super Bowl right. appearances. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is always, you know, that, that's I don't know if that's the, the, law, the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about let's go to at JR607. Okay. The Browns game Sunday is a huge one. Gotta have it. Huge game. Mm. How huge is this? It's only a three and three team. How huge can the gonna weeks well, eight game I, be? Well, I, I think it, it. 
I'll say I'll go. It, it's as huge. I'll go. It's it's huge for what a week eight game can be. I mean, I think winning this game changes the way a lot of us perceive the Steelers, particularly if we're going to be stuck in the fever swamps of social media. I think winning this game certainly puts the team in a far, far more positive light, uh, even if that's to you know stumble and make mistakes later on. But it's absolutely not like a you have to win kind of game, particularly because there's. You know, the next games coming up might be a little bit easier until you get into the real teeth of the schedule. But, uh, you know, it's it, 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 I don't think it's a gotta have it game. It is a sure would like to have it game. <laughs> OK, so it's must win. Gotta have it. Mm-hmm. Sure would like it. Yeah. I, I, as you as you said that, I just kept thinking of like the old terrorism, uh, uh, you know, yeah. chart thing. Where are, we, I, are we on a threat level magenta or is this a threat level uh, golden I think arches? we're fluorescent something. Yeah, I think I think we're down like yeah sort of towards like a cerulean that kind of thing (laughs) all right well how about uh, at ben anderson 58 if the steelers win let's not act like we want a big game when we were playing a backup qb and a starting running back who may be a bit nicked up i mean this could be a case of me uh uh, falling prey to social media and and listening to listening to too many takes that end up being erroneous but i've read so many takes from some of the people even that we've mentioned about that they're like there's not that big a difference between Case and uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, which, you know, personally, I find a little bit hard to believe, but I've read that enough from enough people that like maybe there is something to it. I think I think Nick Chubb is just an incredible running back and uh, one of the real best. So, I mean, even him a bit nicked up is better than almost everyone else they're going to see. So we can't verify that that's true, but it certainly (laughs) sounds right. Okay, perhaps I deserve the Tucker for that. But yes. And uh, but I mean, it's a division. Yeah, it's a division game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're already zero and one in mm-hmm. division games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it's a must win in week eight, but going zero and two in the in the division it does not bode well. You know, and uh, we've already lost. Uh, you know, another we've lost to the uh, Raiders too in the conference. Mm-hmm. So it's like we can't be stacking up conference losses right, right. now. Right. Uh, all right, let's move on because. Uh, the, you know, if we're not talking about Ben, we're talking about who's going to replace Ben. <laughs> and we had some of that this week. Okay. Uh, we'll go to Alec, at Alex Kazora. Okay. Focus on Tomlin's pressure today is about the USC rumors, but he spent a lot of time talking and focusing on QB mobility. Safe to say that's who we're going to look for post Ben. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, but I'd also, I mean, not to disparage Ben, but, you know, whoever they end up getting as next quarterback is probably going to be able to run better than a 39-year-old man. <laughs> so, like, it's going, anyone's going to seem like they have more mobility. Well, does that mean that he, we're ruling out an Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers looked pretty mobile in the game against the Steelers. I mean, he wasn't out there, you know, running for 40 yards anymore, but he looked pretty mobile. I mean, I just think I, I just think it means they don't necessarily need like what's the name of the mobile quarterback they keep being linked to the Malik Willis or whatever. Like, I don't think they necessarily need that guy. I think, you know, not to keep talking about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. But like even the mobility of like a Kenny Pickett, a guy that like, OK, can run, you know, it's third and six. He's going to get you six and a half yards. Uh, you know, I think that's maybe the kind of mobility perhaps they mean you know they're not they're not saying that we're looking for the next uh lamar jackson right, right. but they just want 
someone who can extend the play. Hey, right. we're, what we're seeing is you can extend the play. Uh, someone's going to get open. You right. Know? Or even just remember how mobile Ben used to be. I mean, not oh, that it yeah. has to be someone that moves around in the pocket like he did. I mean, you almost never see anything like that. But just, you know, Ben was certainly, I mean, how many times in run up to Cleveland week do you see the highlights, that old long run against the Browns? I mean, seven's your guy. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, all right. So uh, let's go to. Mm-hmm. At S City Nation four one two, what should the Steelers do for QB next year? Forty one percent say draft one. Thirty mm-hmm. percent say a free agent. Seventeen mm. percent say trade. Twelve percent say stay in house. I'm always impressed when you find online polls or whatever that you bring to this, and they more or less match my own feelings. I I I I would be fine with somebody in the draft, but yeah, free agents a good idea too. I mean, I I I can't again. I can't say what's going to happen. It's still you got the 39 year old quarterback, and you got so many games to go. I hope Ben makes it through the rest of the season. So I don't know what next year's going to look like, but yeah, if you can get somebody that can come in and be a, a championship level dude, then by all means free agent or trade if not then draft the highest guy you can i mean i i still think um if you add free agent and trade together you get to 47 percent. i think that uh while not a majority i think would be preferable for bringing in someone experienced versus just going through the draft okay with a little little math there i will give you get this as much as i can give you that's you steelers know. sat there <laughs> Let's uh, let's go. Let's turn the you know it was a, it was a bye week, so we had a time mm-hmm. to reminisce. Let's look mm-hmm. back and what this week in Steelers history <laughs> we've got from at Blitzberg still one mm. one year ago this week the crack heard around the world Sir Robert Spillane. Uh, that what a great hit that was. I even remember. It's one of those times when I realized just how I am too cynical. Like at first, after I you know stop being like wow i thought man this is going to be wasted if they score in this series and then they did but yeah that was what a hit uh you know at this at this point in time is robert spillane a one highlight history for the steelers there i mean if so maybe but what a highlight how many players uh, can you think of other players in steelers history that are just known for maybe one play i can think of maybe willie williams against the colts mm. in the playoffs with that tackle behind the line of yes. lima swede of course mm. one play for the wrong reasons i'm going to mess up his name i want to say it was shane something but there is always that story of that punter i was at the game in the late 90s who was like an emergency call in because i feel like whoever the punter was at that point if it was josh or mark royals got hurt he came in it was a game against the bengals and he punted or it was blocked and he punched one of the bengals and his fine was actually more than what he got paid for the game it's like <laughs> shane wilson it, or shane watson or something it's shane was it something. shane edge maybe that's it i mean what a name if that's what it was but yeah, there was definitely a punter. I mean, that's one I certainly think of in terms of one play, one guy. <laughs> um, oh, and there was like Bobby Reed or someone else. when He was a slot receiver on the not great Steelers teams in the 90s, late 90s, and he caught a touchdown. And like at the end, and they were out, Steelers were already out of the playoffs at this point, and he like turned to the camera and lifted his shirt, and he had like a Superman T-shirt or fanny pack on underneath it. And remember, we mocked it because like the Steelers were well out of the playoffs. <laughs> they might even lost that game big, but he had this Superman thing on, and he clearly been waiting for this all game. <laughs> like, and, um, all right, well, uh, how about... At Mark Caballi, mm. 12 years ago this week, 
Brett Favre and the Vikings lost to the Steelers. Renegade was played an unprecedented three times. I remember that game for a lot of reasons, not the least of which was I somehow got talked into breaking a very ironclad personal rule of watching a game with a fan of the other team. And I, oh. I still regret how I acted that day. So it, um, and I don't, and I haven't talked to that person in many years, probably on some level uh, due to this game. Uh, by the way, you know, uh, at Big Rashad pointed out that uh, Kenyon Fox had a pick six. Kiaran. Oh, Kiaran Fox. I'll never forget how to say that name after the holding penalty in Super Bowl 45. Yes. He had a pick six, and Woodley also had a uh, score on a strip sack. So I guess <laughs> Renegade, three-time Renegade, was maybe that was the... Uh, I guess. Uh, just seeing Woodley's name makes me sad. I mean, how great he mm. was and how it all fell apart so quickly. And, he's, and it's not like he was a bad guy. Mm. You know, it's it was just it's just injuries. And it, it, some people, it doesn't just keep progressing. It shows just how, you know, ephemeral this can be. Not every Steeler becomes an all-time great just in our hearts and that goes to our next point mm-hmm. uh at neil Kulong, mm. so saying so long to jalen samuels jalen mm. samuels 459 career rushing yards ranked 68th in steelers franchise history tied with mark malone wow i mean i wasn't really watching the team then i was a little young but i didn't know mark malone was doing that much running that's uh <laughs> surprising and, uh and uh, at Cody for Francis reminds us, you know, Sam, uh, Jalen Samuels, 170 all-purpose yards on 21 total touches, December 18th in the Steeler win against Tom Brady and the Patriots. That was the wildest thing. I remember watching that game with you and just like there would be times when Samuels would get through that hole and there almost wouldn't be like another Patriot in the shot. <laughs> I mean, that was it was that was some kind of defense <laughs> Belichick had them playing that day. I think I think of the Steelers D in that game, but uh, but yeah, this was uh, you know that was Jalen Samuels. Well, that was the, it wasn't Beth Belichick's idea. He was going to have like nine guys cover uh, AB, and then I think AB got hurt, and it was uh, and then Martavis caught a touchdown later. Yeah, it was uh, it was or maybe I'm thinking of a different one, but yes, that um, that was some kind of game. There and and who knows? You know, is is this the last, or do you think he can come back around on the practice squad? Well, I mean, I I, I mean, I look, I don't know what's happening around the league. I mean, it's it's. I'm sure right now there's an executive somewhere in some city saying, "Wow, did you know this guy has as many rush yards as Mark Malone? We better get him <laughs> on our team." But um, but I mean, it you know, a running back that can play some special. Does he play special teams? I don't even know. I feel bad. It, um, so I I I think if someone doesn't sign him up, I think they'd like to have him back. He certainly does have some experience. And don't aren't the practice squad rules different now in COVID? It's so much easier to have stash more guys on there than it was before the pandemic yeah i'm pretty sure i'm on the practice squad <laughs> this season i guess the wildcat era though is is that officially air over now for well I, I think it was officially over when he threw that interception at the ravens <laughs> i think that was that was as bad a play as i've ever seen at uh, mm-hmm. let's uh let's let's do let's do uh, maybe some uh a quick maybe some uh a final round what's a what's what do they call the final round I speed think round the lightning round the, la- oh, I feel the bad lightning about round. that penguins lost at a lightning the other night yeah. oh oh gosh oh i meant to geez i meant to mention sully talking about the tomlin stuff but uh <laughs> let's let's get to let's get to the lightning round mm-hmm. um at ben b baldwin okay uh, he put up a graph showing the sack rate versus pass protection and hmm. ben has the fifth highest pass protection grade Interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just as I'm reading that, I'm curious exactly within what context uh, this person means that in terms of like he's getting the fifth best pass protection, or he's just getting rid of the ball so quickly that there's no way you're going to hit him. I mean, well, I mean, I, that's I, it's probably that's a good point. I see. It's, it's probably, probably a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both, but uh, I think it's a statement to the state of our line at mm. least. You know, it's not. Uh, you know, we're also top twelve 
in sack rate. So it's not like we're right totally in- exactly. And I think that and I think that shows remarkable growth. I imagine if we'd looked at this guy's stats after like week two or three, I bet they're not top twelve. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go to our own, uh, let's go to Jeffrey Benedict, Jeffrey Benedict at Fantaskippy. Uh, you know, this was based, there was another chart that came out on edge rushers Hmm. that showed TJ Watt as the best edge rusher in the league. Hmm. But Jeffrey Benedict points out that he added Highsmith to the list and, uh, he's just below TJ in pass rush and actually ahead of TJ in run stuffing. Do we have the best? Pass rush in the uh, in the NFL. Well, I mean that's fascinating, just because I know up until the Seattle game, I mean a lot of fans were you know frustrated, just as Alex was too, in terms of maybe not getting the sack numbers that we'd hope from you know what a great preseason he'd had. But wasn't that wasn't he also one of the ones dealing with the ever dreaded nagging injury coming into this as well? So I mean that's a guy that if you're looking for reasons that the Steelers could pull this off. Uh, coming up on Sunday, Highsmith being at full power and him and TJ from the two sides in a way that we really haven't seen this season very well could be that X factor. Love it. How about at Missy Matthews? Mm. The Steelers have won their last four games coming off bye week mm. and Pittsburgh is 3-0 and since 2002 versus Cleveland after the bye. Do, do you believe in the in the bye the buy romance here. Well, I, I I I'd feel better about the buy romance if like two it was back or like some other guys. But sure, but I mean, just reading that stat, it strikes me just how often they play Cleveland. I mean, that you have to <laughs> they're three and zero against these guys in the last nineteen years after the buy. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I mean, it you know I. I, I it feels like some, one of those stats or one of those, like, a, a bit of old football logic that's been lost somewhere in our digital age. But I remember growing up and my father telling me that, like, it's harder to play a team after the bye because they've had more time to prepare for you. And then that sort of thing kind of went by the wayside. But I wonder if maybe there isn't a little bit of that still around. Well, do you consider Cleveland, do you consider them having a mini bye? I mean, they are they played the Thursday night, so they yeah. have close to two weeks. They, yeah, you know? it, I, I think there's something to that, too. And I, of course, hate the idea of Thursday night football and i don't think it should exist but i think there is a little bit to that too that they also get to uh play that extra time i mean certainly we just aren't we just reading about all these things about hey baker had a full practice today he made all the throws he practiced the whole thing he you know finished all of his lunch i mean yeah he seems as ready to go as anything he had a uh, subway uh kielbasa sub (laughs) all right how about at rickfish412 Reminding us the Steelers' losses this season came to the Bengals, who were, who was now number mm-hmm. one in the AFC, mm-hmm. the Raiders, who was now number two in the AFC, and the Packers, who's number three in the NFC. I mean, that's nice to hear, and that, that there is uh, comfort in that. But, you know, reading that, I think about, geez, isn't that kind of what we sort of heard before the season started about, oh, the Steelers have the toughest schedule. I mean, that was such a con- topic of conversation during the offseason. It's just that's still true. It just happened to break down in a different way than we anticipated. And we still that, you know, just because we're losing to the top seeds means that there's going to be a game coming up where we're going to lose to a bum, probably. Right. <laughs> I mean, the Steelers do have that unfortunate habit of occasionally losing to someone that's very bad. All right, let's give the final word to mm-hmm. at Blitzburg still one. Mm. Steelers really aren't that far off from being legitimate competitors again. 
Absolutely. I think that's certainly true. And again, to reiterate what I said earlier, this is the kind of sentiment that becomes far more ingrained should the Steelers win a game like this one on Sunday. You go into Cleveland and beat any iteration of Cleveland, and yeah, you're going to start getting looked at more as legitimate competitors. That doesn't mean they're completely out of it or the season's ruined if they lose this game, or even if they lose this game badly since they get these guys again. But if you want to be seen as legitimate competitors, if that's going to make it easier for you to get through a work day on a Tuesday or Wednesday, then yeah, that can absolutely happen should they beat Cleveland. You know, we were legitimate competitors when we beat the Bills. Right. Uh, you know, we we weren't legitimate when we lost to the Bengals, who's right, now... I, I, the top seed in the conference. Right, I, I think they stopped being legitimate competitors like the third quarter against the Raiders. As soon as that Ruggs <laughs> guy caught that touchdown, all of a sudden the legitimate competitors thing evaporated, apparently. So, so legitimate competitors all uh, you know depends on what the scoreboard says, I guess. Right. It, 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 there is always something to be said, and it hits me as a fan, it's like the game ends on Sunday, and then for the fan, there's like the rest of the week of riding the wave of takes. And I think like it's, are you going to be legitimate competitors in like the my team is great takes game? Then yeah, you need to win this game for that to happen. For them to actually be legitimate competitors, you don't need to win this game, but it would be nice. Oh yeah, it would be nice. Just like... Uh, ever just like my coach is feeling really nice. All right. You know, it's been a great show. Uh, before we go, just a reminder to follow us on social media because mm-hmm. that's where the conversation happens. I'm at Kyle Kreiss. Greg, where can we find you, you on the find internet? Me at Greg Benevent, G R E G, B as in boy, E N E, V as in Victor, E N T. And you can find me uh, at that uh, at Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and Instagram. All right. Yeah, well, you can find me. Instagram. You yeah. can find me at TikTok too, if you That's want. That's right. You got to find Kyle on TikTok. He's doing great things over there. Although my last video got uh, removed from TikTok for being uh, it, it violated the violence clause of TikTok. <laughs> I I think because it included AB. Uh, Kicking oh, that, when he kicked that kicked guy the in the face. And I, th- and I think that got it removed from TikTok. Uh, I so. remember being at that game, and, and that's one of those rare crowd noises where we were all like, yeah, uh, like we were cheering and, and a little horrified. All right, well, uh, until next week when we're celebrating a great Browns victory. <laughs> I don't know if you said that the way you meant to. No, uh, no, I don't know. Not a Browns, <laughs> not a Browns victory. Oh, no. The podcast is canceled. We'll see you. We'll see you next week.